Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host. And man, we have so many new listeners. I am really excited. Every single week you guys surprise me. Sometimes I'm surprised by how low the number goes, but then I'm surprised at how much further it climbs. So typically what we have um, in listenership is we'll get a bunch of people who listen, and then that'll kind of stay level for a little bit, and then we'll get a little couple to drop off, and that's okay. I'm not for everybody. I'm not for most people, actually. And then we'll see after a couple of weeks, you know, no, usually no more than three, a huge increase again. And we increased our numbers by over 100 in just a week, which probably for a big podcast that's not a lot for me it's really significant um really happy uh we're about to break a another uh download goal for the month and i couldn't be more pleased we are actually ahead of where i would like to be as far as listeners um at this point so i'm really excited about it so thank you everybody for listening for all the new listeners which there are many um so here's how this podcast works. Uh, last week, you heard Brad, who was is my daughter slash niece. She lived with when she was twelve. We call us call her our, they, we call her our daughter. She um, her boyfriend came and we watched this the semi event with her and her boyfriend, and then he Brad, who is um, an architect, but he he specializes in like energy, like how to, uh, for lead certification and things like that, how to improve energy in buildings. Um, who's a really smart kid and he did a great job. I thought he's not a kid. He's an adult. He's a really smart guy and he did a great job. And I hope to have him on in the future because I had a lot of fun doing it with him, um, doing the podcast with him anyway. Uh, but how this podcast works is it's usually just me because it's hard to get guests uh, to commit and then also hard to schedule. So I typically just go, especially since I've been so busy lately, I just go with me. And um, I think actually Brad might be the first podcast guest that I've had on this podcast. I've had guests on other ones, but I think the first one on this one. Um, So if you're a new listener, I digress a lot. So just be patient with me. Anyway, um, I'm a firefighter, so I have a rotating schedule. So if I work on the weekend, or if I work on a Friday, or if I work overtime or whatever, and I can't record on 
let's say normally I try and record on Fridays. If for some reason I can't record on Fridays, I don't record at work, so I record the next day that I'm home. So I worked Saturday, Sunday, and now I'm recording on Monday. Um, if you don't know, in the United States, it was Thanksgiving, which uh, was a big holiday here in the United States. So we had Thanksgiving dinner on Sunday, and then on Friday, we didn't go shopping because we rarely go through that nonsense Black Friday stuff. But we did just kind of hang out as a family, and I could have recorded, but I was really enjoying spending time with my family because we don't get a lot of time where we're all free and we just get to hang. So we just hung. So today is what I'm recording. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the, I, I always try to record on Friday or release on Friday, and it doesn't always work. And, you know, once out of every four or five weeks, I miss a week. And uh, just because I get really busy and I can't get it done because I, I want to give you guys the best podcast I can, which is mediocre at best, I, I'll admit, but I want to give you the best one that I can. So um, I don't want to come into this whole thing um, behind the eight ball. And I've done that a couple of podcasts where they weren't very good, to be honest with you. And uh, that wasn't, uh, I would rather just miss a week and then come back and regroup, although it is stressful when I miss a week too. Let's see, what else? I had lots of things to say. Oh, uh, at the end of this podcast, I was talking about the Boring Hats. I just got an email right before I came in here from the Boring Company, Elon Musk's company, where they're digging tunnels because we're having a contest. Uh, not a contest. Let's call it a holiday giveaway. Uh, I have two Boring Hats that I ordered. I didn't order one for myself. I'm going to give away both of those hats. All you have to do is leave a message, no, excuse me, all you have to do is leave a review wherever you get your podcast and then send me a link. You can send me a link on Twitter, you can send me a link on Facebook, or you can email me the link and then you'll be entered in to win this $20 hat, which Elon raised over $300,000. It was some ridiculous number. It could have been, it's probably even more than that, to be honest. Um, Anyway, they're really cool hats. It says boring across the front. I hope you guys um, consider... Oh, jeez, my water fell over. Sorry. hope you guys consider uh, leaving a review because it really helps me out. And then you could also win a hat. Um, and so far, nobody's done it. So your your percentage of your chances of winning are pretty high. As soon as I get the hat, we'll set a date for the giveaway. Take a little drink here. My sister-in-law bought me this really cool um, connected water bottle, and because uh, my family doesn't think I drink enough water, and I think I drink too much coffee, so um, now it's connected to my phone, which is good. Um, no complaints. Uh, let's see how. Let's start. Let's start show. Where's my iPad? There we go. And if you don't know. Because you're new, I record this in my closet. Do, 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 do. I have my own little recording studio, so it's not exactly like I just set my laptop up. I have like a little like sound dampening and everything. Anyway, so let's start off. First story. Thanks for indulging me. Anthony Carr, who is a YouTuber and sounds like an engineer. Although I didn't watch all of his stuff, I only watched this one video. But he has a video talking about Tesla Roadster's performance and how they may be getting the actual um, 1.9 
0 to 60 seconds uh, rating. Uh, basically, one question that he has, or a lot of people are having, is does Tesla include rollout in the 0 to 60 1.9 seconds? So what rollout is, I didn't know this, what rollout is, is there's a foot or so where the tire is getting traction, and during that rollout time, that's not counted for the 0 to 60. And I guess the auto publications, uh, auto, automobile publications, that's how they figure 0 to 60 is they they don't go from a dead stop there's that rollout period and it's only like a second or two or a second and some fractions of seconds where that's um where it's not being counted but that's that's kind of how they do it so it's unknown if this is how tesla has determined that the tesla roadster gets zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds um if it is if they do use this rollout method to determine 0 to 60, then it's more likely that the Tesla Roadster goes 0 to 60 in 2.1 seconds, which is still really fast. Um, if it is, if it's going to 0 to 60, excuse me, if it's 0 to 60 in 1.9 seconds, that is 1.44 Gs, um, which is amazing. And I guess the next production car is the Dodge Demon at 2.3 seconds in that price range because there's, you know, the Bugatti and stuff like that. Um, tires are a huge, um, are huge in, in, in obtaining this number. Uh, as tire technology improves, then so will the grip, of course. Um, and all-wheel drive also helps this because what happens with the electric motors, as the motors are detecting slippage, they can adjust the power to that uh, tire, and then they can move because it's an all-wheel drive they can move power to other tires to help with the traction. And that is how he thinks that's being achieved. Another thing he was talking about is the tires are Michelin Cup 2s. Now, I don't know anything about tires. It looks like these things are about $500 a piece. If um, my informal internet search has anything to say about it. Um, you know, I don't... That doesn't seem too bad. I mean, that's more expensive than the tires I put on my car, but that doesn't seem out of whack, although you're changing them every 20,000 miles or so, so that that's kind of significant every year and a couple of months, depending on how much you drive. But what he thinks is maybe is Tesla contacted Michelin and they said, hey, let's, let's make some uh, Michelin Cup 2s that are a little extra sticky for this car, and that's that's a possibility. Auto manufacturers typically work with the tire manufacturers to get the best performance, especially at the high end. So that makes sense. This next story is from Fred Lambert. Tesla Roadster possible because of SpaceX's help. Now, we already know, and we've talked about this in the past, that SpaceX and Tesla engineers talk to each other back and forth, and they have a channel for communication and sharing resources. Um, for the model, or for, excuse me, the Tesla Roadster, SpaceX shared uh, some equipment and some welding techniques um, to make this possible. The main pack, the, excuse me, the main pack contactor is made of a uh, space-grade alloy called Inconel. I'm probably saying that wrong, uh, but it works great in high heat environments. So that's why it's one of the reasons why this car can go so fast, so quickly. And um, 
yeah, that's it's kind of interesting. I'm sure there's a lot of other things, but that's just kind of what the, was highlighted in the article that they shared. But it's really cool how these companies are helping each other out because what happens is everything that's in the Roadster, right? And they're, the Roadster is not in production, not until 2020 and probably late 2020, and we'll get three cars uh, late 2020, and that's fine. But um, all of that's going to trickle down, and eventually that'll trickle down into cars that normal people can afford, like the Model 3, the Model Y, and whatever comes after that. And quite personally, I, I, I'm just going to be 100% honest, the Model 3 for me is still on that upper end of what I feel comfortable spending. It's not so much what I can afford, because I could probably afford a little bit more than what the Model 3 is selling for, but it's more, I'm, I'm more uncomfortable in that price range. Like m most of my cars in the past have cost uh, in the mid 20s if I'm buying them new. And uh, my re most recent cars, last two cars were 30 and 40, which was way outside of what we felt comfortable with. But we had some money that we could put down and bring that payment down. And we didn't finance it for a very long time. We always pay our cars off early. So we felt like we could suck it up for a couple of years and then just pay it off when we had the money to pay it off. And uh, that's probably what we'll do here soon. So we, all, we only have one car payment, the other cars paid off. But anyway, none of that is important except as this technology gets cheaper and it gets brought down into the other vehicles, we all benefit. And that's really what's important. And when these techniques are used by Tesla and, and SpaceX working together, Hopefully, some of these other car companies, and I know they are, are paying attention. So that goes into the VWs, BMWs. Um, there's probably other Ws, you know, the Nissan Leafs and things like that, and the Chevy Bolt. Uh, a lot of people are still wanting to know how they're doing the 200 kilowatt hour battery. Because, like I said, that's an over 600 mile range. And why exactly that's important, I'm not really sure. Sure. That's a lot. It's just like they, they said, you know what? We could put a 200 kilowatt hour battery in this. Let's just do it. Boom. It's done. Who cares? Nobody knows why they want 600 miles. They just do. Yeah, there's two people that you can fit in this car and two very small people in the back, but it's fine. Let's 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 just do this. I, I don't know. It seems like they're just trying to make it. And this is the base model, by the way. Um, anyway, so it just seems... I don't know. I want to know, is this the Model 3 battery, the 3160, I think it's called, or is this the old Panasonic battery? What are they doing with the battery? That's that's kind of what I'm interested in, because then that trickles down again into the Model S, Model X, high-end, and then hopefully someday into the Model 3 and whatever's cheaper than that, because that's really what I'm interested in. The Model Y, my wife doesn't like to be in cars. She doesn't like sitting low to the ground. She likes being up high, um, which totally understand she feels like she can see better feels like she's safer um so the model y would really be what my family would be interested in most interested in but then you have like uh the the model y is probably going to be in that thirty-five thousand dollar range and above so again that's just kind of and i think that's for a lot of people that's just in that upper upper end where you just don't feel comfortable let's see yeah Oh, this goes right along. This is Eric Love Day of Inside EVs. There's going to be a special uh, um, option for the Roadster, the Roadster, and it's going to be even more impressive and take the Roadster to the next level, according to a tweet from Elon. No one's really sure what this means, and there's been a lot of speculation, which I won't do here. 
Um, but it's probably going to be pretty spectacular. We're just watching the videos of these people getting launched in the at the event and these uh, roadsters. You know, they're like, put your head against the backrest, the headrest. Are you ready? Three, two, one. And then you hear everybody does the same thing. Oh, <sighs> isolate that. Everybody makes the same noise as they're traveling down this uh, light show tunnel. Um, I don't know. Look at the videos if you haven't. And you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, that's it on the Roadster. Let's talk about the Tesla Semi. There were so many things to talk about today. Uh, as a side note, and I didn't put this in here, but I'm a big fan of Lucid Motors, if you don't know already. I've talked to Zach, their marketing manager, or VP of marketing. Probably getting that all very wrong. But anyway, I, I've interviewed him on the show before. Uh, they're really, really nice folks, and uh, I, I want them to succeed. It looks like they are moving into new, um, a new headquarters in Newark, California, not, not uh, New Jersey. But uh, I'm excited for them, and it looks it sounds like it's going to consolidate a lot of teams into one area versus having people spread out. Still no word on what's going on at the, with their factory that's supposed to be in Casa Grande, Arizona. But um, it seems like, because I know they're looking for funding, it seems like they may have gotten some additional funding if they're able to move all those teams in one place, or it's a cost-cutting measure. I don't know. But it, it, they made a video. They sent an email out. And uh, it looks really cool. So I wish them luck. So moving on. Uh, that was just kind of a, 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 a just a side note. So this stuff, next couple things, this is going to be about the Tesla Semi. And this is from a lot of different articles. And I'll put it all in the show notes if you want to re-go through them. Um, it's going to start off with Bob Lutz. Now, Bob Lutz was in on CNBC. And if you don't know who he is, he's a Tesla kind of... He doesn't, he doesn't seem to like Elon Musk or Tesla. Now, he's got probably some good reasons. And he does have some valid points. But he normally comes off like a, a curmudgeon and a angry, an angry old man. But um, so on CNBC, they asked him about uh, the Tesla Semi. And this is right before the event. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt, what he's going to say here. Let's see if this will play. Trucking space. Joining us, uh, CNBC contributor, former GM vice chair, Mr. Carr himself, Bob Lutz. Good, welcome back, Bob. So Hi, we, know, we know you're not a fan of Tesla to begin with. You don't think they can make cars profitably, electric cars. What about commercial trucks? Is this well, a viable idea for them? No, I don't think so. Uh, it's just like everything that Tesla promises. It looks good on paper. It sounds good. It greatly helps the stock valuation, and it prepares the ground for the next capital raise, which you and I both know is coming at the rate that they're burning through cash. So this is more show business. It'll undoubtedly work. Uh, but the, the real question is, uh, can he meet everybody else's pricing? As Phil said, ninety dollars to $120,000, that's about where Tesla sells their big sedans. And uh, there's far more batteries. The biggest, biggest cost item, of course, in a semi or in any electric vehicle is the batteries. And those semis have huge amounts of batteries. At the price range of ninety dollars to $120,000, I would guarantee you that he will not make money. And it'll be just all right. like all electric vehicles up to now. They're, they're offered. Some people buy them. But nobody has made a dime on building and selling an electric vehicle to this date. 
Bob reminds us of when when you told us Tesla supporters are like members of a religious cult. Phil, yep, what's exactly. the bull case? What's the bull case for the feasibility of this? Uh, the bull case is is is. Uh, let me answer this quick, Bob, and then I can get you'd love to get your thoughts. Yeah. But the bull case, Sarah, is if you are a trucking firm and you have a designated route, wherever it might be, and you know that your trucks are generally okay, going to we'll be making. Right there. So. He's not a hundred percent wrong. Tesla does have, or Elon in particular, has a has the, and this is a good ability, but he has the ability to to pump people up, get them excited, and that's he's not wrong. But I don't think it. it I think he's focused on. I think he wants the company to fail, so he's not focusing on the good things. When you look at the Tesla Roadster, uh, the original one, the first one with the Lotus body. Everybody said, and I saw this, I can't remember if it was like on CNBC or CNN or something like that, but I saw Elon on uh, Musk on TV and he was talking about, we're going to have a roadster, it's going to be available in however many years. Everybody said this thing will never see the light of day. It is a pipe dream. Before the roadster, electric vehicles traveled very small distances and then the roadster came out and it was like 120 miles and that was like the greatest thing ever, like the first iPhone except for less people bought the Roadster than the iPhone. Because um, it was expensive. It was like $120,000. But the thing is, people were like, this is not going to happen. And then when Tesla said, you know, we're going to do a sedan. And it's going to be a four-door sedan. It's going to be a big car. Everybody's going to be able to fit in it. It's going to be the greatest car of all time. Uh, everybody said this thing will never see the light of day. Tesla can't make this work. They took over the Numi plant in california and they're like well they're wasting their money throwing it all away they have an incredible burn rate and yet they still got the model s out and then they said the model x and they're like wait wait the model s still has problems they'll never get the model x out and the model x had problems and then they're like well is tesla doomed because they can't fix these falcon wing doors which i'll be honest seem like a big pain in the butt they're really cool looking but i wouldn't want them on my car uh, just because i don't want the headache but the 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 Tesla Model X looks like an it's an awesome car. And they got it out and then they've smoothed out the problems. Now they're we're going through the Model 3 problems. Yes, there's a lot of Model 3 problems. I liken it to this, and I'm kind of jumping ahead on my notes here, but I liken it to this. Have you ever done a uh like a hob like you have a hobby and you're doing a project or you're doing a home project and you're like I'll just use a home project for example. That's gonna take about two and a half hours. Okay. Like three days later, you're calling a professional plumber because you started patching up a piece of drywall and now you've cut into the pipes in the house and you flooded the house and everything has gone wrong when all you wanted to do was patch a piece of drywall. So it's not unlike that. Like Tesla thought there was a direction for the Model 3 to go. And if Tesla could get as many, they don't want to be sitting on these Model 3s and have these production problems, whether it's with the batteries, with the seats, with the, um, with the window wipers. It doesn't matter. They don't want windshield wipers. They don't want those problems. If they could eliminate them and sell as many of these cars as humanly possible, they would do that. It's going to be growing pains. Same thing, Lucid Air they have the same problem. Faraday Future, if they get back up and running, they have the same problem. Fisker, the same problem. Um, 
Chevy makes the Chevy Bolt, and they had problems building the Bolt, and most of that car is an LG product. So he, uh, Bob Lutz is correct in the, the fact that it seems like the Tesla and the Roadster event, and he didn't know about the Roadster, but that, that event was, uh, was maybe a little bit of a distraction at, away from the Model 3. Now they canceled it uh, initially because their Model Three problems, but it come, it, you know, they they redid it in November, and they're like, okay, here's the Model Three, or here's the Semi, here's the Roadster, everything's good again, stock price responds, and blah blah blah. But, and this is a big but, <laughs> big but, this is a big but. Elon and his team, they're very smart. They will work through these problems. And Tesla is a company, like any other company, they have problems. They're going to have production problems. Apple has production problems, and they're arguably the best at it in the world. So I don't understand why people are such naysayers. There's still a large number of people waiting on their Teslas, which, by the way, the Model 3 uh, configurator just opened up for some reservation holders that are outside of the company. We're seeing Model 3s in Germany. We're seeing them on the east coast so this is all very exciting stuff this is good good to see and eventually when tesla works out these bugs these cars are going to fly off the um, assembly line i mean as elon's talked about several times it's the alien dreadnought they want this thing to move so fast that you can't even see it and he sent you know instagram pictures of it moving at like half speed and it or not even half speed like quarter speed and it's still really fast so eventually you know once the kinks get worked out but it takes time it takes time to develop and change and and try something new and then it takes time again now i will give the this that elon's flaw is that he's very confident i don't think because he says, you know, don't quote me on that, or I could be wrong, or, I mean, he prefaces it with that uh, kind of talk a lot. But Elon is very confident, uh, seems to. When he says something, it seems like he's like, yeah, I think we could get this done. But, you know, we may not. He knows that he makes these promises. Um, and maybe a little bit of, uh, what's the word? Maybe a little less pomp and circumstance. Is that the right word? I'm going to look that up. But anyway, maybe a little less um, fanfare and a little more um, just kind of subtlety and just kind of quietly get this stuff done. Part of the problem, and Google runs into this too, is they fail in public. And it's not it's not terrible to fail. Um, and it shouldn't be... Yeah, it's pomp and circumstance. There we go. <sighs> Good. Almost... Sounded like a real idiot there. Anyway, it's not it's not Tesla or anybody else's plan. Oh my god. Hold on. Just dropped my iPad on my foot. It's okay. Sorry about that. That really hurt. And it dropped on my foot and then on the tile floors. Oh my gosh. Okay. Maybe that was just uh, the universe's way to tell me to move on. Let's see. Um, let's talk about the companies who have pre-ordered Tesla semis as of me making these notes. Oh my gosh, my foot hurts so bad. Uh, 
it was like right at the point pointy edge right on like the bridge of my foot oh anyway so these companies have ordered pre-ordered tesla semis rider jb hunt and transport most of these are american companies walmart uh major i think i'm saying that right uh lablas loblas Furcon and Jerteca Logistics, and those two last companies are European. Um, Walmart is going to be one of the companies, uh, first companies to like test, like pilot test this this product. Um, Los Angeles and Long Beach ports are looking at the Tesla Semi, probably the smaller one. Um, they want their all of their vehicles on the port to be zero emissions by 2035. Um, and that brings us to the price. Uh, Bob Lutz said, and rightfully so, that Tesla could not make money at the ninety dollars to $120,000 that most semis sell for. That's 100% true. Um, but Tesla, the expected starting price for the Tesla semis are going to be one hundred dollars to $200,000. Now, when you think about when you think about that you could buy a Model S, for $160,000, it's downright reasonable. Like you put a box on the back of this um, Tesla Semi, this smaller one, you put a box and turn that into a little mini RV, you got yourself a really nice RV. Um, of course, that would you know cost extra money to put the box on and everything, but that's not a bad idea. And I'm sure a lot of people will be doing that, DIYers who have a lot of money. Uh, the bigger, that would be the, for the 300 mile range semi but the um the 500 mile the bigger one that's two hundred thousand dollars now that doesn't include sleeper cabs that doesn't include all of the extra bells and whistles that typically come with a tesla uh we already know that there's no mirrors on the tesla it's all the the video screens um so i don't think this is i thought it would be at least three hundred thousand dollars being 100 percent honest between 250 and three I think this is really aggressively priced, and I would be surprised if Tesla made very much money, if any at all, off of these. Because if you look at the batteries, <clears throat> conservatively, just the battery has to be close to $70,000. I'm sure somebody will do the math to figure that out at some point, but that's my best guess. seventy dollars to $80,000. That doesn't leave a whole lot of room in there uh, for profit because there's still you know the liability the all the stuff that goes into making a car there's still all of that and and labor and things like that all the stuff that goes into making this vehicle and i could be wrong tesla tries to add i think 20 to 30 percent profit margin in all their vehicles but uh yeah i think that's really aggressive to be honest with you i think uh and hopefully they make money. I mean, it seems like some companies are very excited and they're going to give it a try and, and hopefully it succeeds. Again, this whole thing about the jackknifing, I, I just don't know how that whole thing's going to work because I've seen plenty of tractor trailers over my career as a firefighter jackknife. And on icy roads and on just normal roads, and uh, there's that whole physics and weight thing that that trailer, when it starts moving, it you, you don't really get... The truck isn't strong enough, in my opinion. The truck, the Tesla Semi isn't strong enough to overcome that if it's starting to get a little wobbly. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not gonna not gonna doubt Tesla, but 
never is a long time. Uh, let's move on. We got two more things. Tesla Energy. Um, te Elon made good on his promise to build a hundred megawatt hour battery pack in South Australia. I think it was a hundred megawatt hour. Basically, what he said is he would Tesla Energy would build this thing in a, in a hundred days from signing the contract, or it was free. And December 1st, they're going to test it to make sure it works. But they're within that 100 days, so they made good on their promise. And I'm sure, like, I think I said this the first time we talked about it, there are probably, probably plenty of Tesla executives that saw that tweet, and they're like, what the hell? We can't do that in this amount of time. Like, why don't you talk to us? But Elon, makes, this is why he's exciting. This is why he's exciting to watch. And uh, there's probably a whole bunch of, of stockholders and and uh executives just like wiping their brow going Phew, we dodged a bullet on that one because that would have been a very mis expensive mistake but they seem to have done it and that's awesome and I'm, i don't know what their contract said so in the contract that might have been in there but tesla beat out 90 other companies to do this which is pretty amazing let's talk about last thing and we'll let you go and i appreciate everybody's patience let's talk about racism in tesla there's some lawsuits. Tesla's come out and said, we're a company. We're against racism. Well, that's great. But you know what? There is racism everywhere. There is racism in every community. There is racism in every ethnicity group. As a firefighter, I work in a low-income, uh, mid-low-to-medium-income area. Um, there's some, some higher income people. There's some, there's a lot of lower income people and, but most everybody's in the middle somewhere. This, and I, by the way, I live like I, there's my first stew and then I live just outside my first stew. So I live in these same communities. We go into people's houses and it doesn't matter who they are. There's always a, a, a situation where they're complaining about, whatever ethnicities down next door and their music or whatever is ethnicities next door and their attitude and their this and then that like it's not everybody but racism exists in everyone every group around the world just does like biases don't call it racism call them biases exist everywhere so even though tesla as a company might want to be an all-inclusive and and uh and accepting environment if you hire these people with biases and you leave them to their devices long enough those biases are going to come out and it's going to come out in a way um, that's not positive for the company so tesla says we refute these claims but the fact is is there is there, there's biases and there's racism uh, or racist people that work for tesla and I'm sure they're a very small group, but they're, they're, they have so many employees. There's no way that they don't have those groups that work for Tesla. It's just impossible. And there's no way that those groups don't, in some way or another, let their feelings be known. Like, I get, <laughs> I don't know what, what people think. I don't, like, people will tell us, as, as firefighters, they will tell us things that I don't know that they would necessarily ever say in public. And I'm not going to repeat those things here because, quite honestly, it's not, it's not important. But we try and be uh, accepting, charming, 
and uh, provide good customer service, right, in people's time of need. And for whatever reason, sometimes that forms a, a bond with a, a patient and or, or a customer, whatever we're, service we're providing for them, and they will feel comfortable to tell like extremely uh, inappropriate off-color jokes or to make comments about whatever or whoever. Like I've been on calls before where people were complaining about, you know, stupid Mexicans this, stupid Mexicans that, stupid Mexicans that, la, 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 all the way down the line. My partner and my captain are of Hispanic descent, of Mexican descent. And she doesn't, this lady is sitting in her, her driveway complaining about these people. She doesn't care that my captain and my partner, who's like, we're like brothers, still work together. They don't care. She doesn't, she doesn't give one thought about what they may think. And I'll be honest, both of these guys, they don't care because they're adults and they know how to look past that kind of stuff and still provide good service. Um, and after a while, you just kind of get a, a callous not a callous, you just kind of build up like a, a, a nice scar over that kind of talk. Because there's people, because you're a public servant, again, with all the, the things they'll open up to you about, they'll unload on you. Even if you're in a, because we work in a borderless system, they'll unload on you um, and tell you all about the, the, the things that are wrong with your city, even though you don't work for that city, like in the Phoenix, Maricopa county area we all work under one system so even though we're separate departments we travel into different um, cities all the time and they don't bother looking at your shirt saying oh you work for whoever they just say no you you guys suck you guys do this you guys do that oh who are you talking about you guys well which one of you guys and then they name a city and like well we're not even that city we're a completely different city (laughs) so um i don't know i'm all i'm saying out there there's there is and it, and I we run several calls. We were a pretty busy station. We're not the busiest, but we're a pretty busy station. And there, most every single person that we run into an encounter is nice, even if they have vices. They're very kind people. And then you have the people that are jerks. And Tesla, there's no way I have a very small view as to compared to the employees at Tesla. There's going to be jerks that work for that company. It, there's just no way around it. Now, what Tesla needs to do is find out who those jerks are. Like, if you are a uh, bigot and a racist and you're quiet and kind to people and you don't let everybody know that you're a bigot and racist, Tesla's not going to do anything about that. But there are plenty of people, especially in the uh, culture that we're in today with uh, the United States and its current predicament, that feel like it's totally okay to... Uh, be open and, and honest about those views. And actually, you kind of want those people to because you don't want them sleeping and uh, you don't want them hiding. Uh, I would prefer somebody like that be open and honest rather than secretly plotting and and behind closed doors or secretly hating behind closed doors. Anyway, the whole point of this is even though Tesla set out a release saying that these claims are false and they fight uh, for people's equality, and even those are lawsuits saying that Tesla isn't doing enough to curb this. The fact is, is it happens. It, it, I'm sure everyone out there has worked at a place or is working at a place where this is happening. I mean, if you go, I love going to Europe. It's one of my favorite places. Italy uh, is one of my absolute favorite countries to be in. 
I absolutely love it. But if you walk down alleys, your swastika is everywhere. Spain, swastika is everywhere. Um, in certain neighborhoods. Like, it exists. It exists everywhere. So, why wouldn't it exist in Tesla? Why wouldn't it exist in Ford? Why wouldn't it exist at Apple? Like, it, these are all the places they exist. There's jerks everywhere. Um, the, the difference is, instead of sending out a press release, and I don't know what Tesla's doing, but the difference is, instead of sending out a press release, Tesla needs to actively work to find out who these people are and either put them on some sort of corrective because every 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 thing has a comment it might be a poor off-color joke that somebody told and they don't really feel that way but they thought that everybody would laugh everything's weighted not everything needs to be everybody needs to be fired and the world needs to come down and they never get another job and it ruins their life not everything they like, there's got to be some sort of middle ground, fair ground for everybody. But Tesla needs to actively work to to find those people and to help them overcome whatever. And if they continue doing it, then, then fire them. Um, and you're not going to change anybody's minds, but you can create a safer work environment. And that does not include stuffing 400 people in a room and showing them videos on how to be nice to each other. That doesn't work. Um... All that does is make people, uh, it makes people um, laugh off. Because those videos that people, that you watch in these things are ridiculous. So all that does is make people just kind of laugh off the whole thing. And there's there's no productivity in it other than the company gets to make a check mark. Uh, we did this, so if we get sued later, everybody went and everybody signed in. So it's not our fault. Um, I don't know. There's a lot. There is a lot, and my foot really hurts. Um, so, anyway, I've I've blabbed on way too long. I appreciate everybody listening. If you want one of these boring hats, one of the two that I have, you have a very good chance because nobody sent me an email asking for uh, one of these hats. So all you have to do, whether it's positive or negative, send uh, write a review on your wherever you get your podcast, whether it's iTunes, Overcast. Uh, Stitcher, wherever, wherever you get your podcast, write a review. Be honest. I don't mind being, if, if you don't like the show, I don't know why you're listening, but be honest. And then just send me an email. Like you could win a hat. I pay for the shipping. I paid for the hat. And it would be my holiday gift to you as a thank you for listening. Now you can send me a tweet. So um, my Twitter account is at 918digital. You can uh, follow me on Facebook, which I'll put that link in the show notes. But it's uh, just search for Kilowatt on um, Facebook, and you should find it. Uh, let's see here. My email is Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. Uh, so if you want to send the email there, I think that's it. I have an Instagram account, but that's really only to follow Elon and see if he uh, reveals any more about the Model 3 progress, which he hasn't in a long time. I'm not a big I'm not a big uh, social media guy. But, uh, oh, I have another show called Snap, where I talk about Nintendo Switch stuff, although I haven't done any of that for a while because I've been really busy. But check it out. Last thing I talked about was Madden, if you're a fan of Madden on the Xbox I know I just said Nintendo Switch stuff. I only have so much money, so if I buy a game for a console, um, that's what I'm going to talk about. But it's mostly about the Nintendo Switch. And 
I think that's it, folks. So let's see. Uh, uh, if you want to leave a message, it's 918-401-0071. You can be on the show if you want. Uh, kilowatt.bz. Everything that I um, look through, and uh, I go through several articles, like tens if not hundreds of articles, every single week for this show. Um, I put the most interesting ones on the show, but the ones that were just below that, I put those on kilowatt.bz. That's K-I-L-O-W-A-T-T dot boy Z. If you're in the Europe um, or anywhere else that pronounces Z-Z. Yeah, and that's it, folks. Thanks very much. Let me start over. I also have a problem with talking. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate everybody who has all the new listeners and everybody who's stuck with the podcast through the good shows and the bad shows. And there's been plenty of both, uh, more probably bad than good. But I do appreciate every one of you. I hope you guys had in the United States had a good Thanksgiving. I hope everybody else in the rest of the world had a good weekend. And I will talk to you later this week.